You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carla Stevings, Matt Smith and Neville Bounds. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 264 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me with a very full belly in the P2K studios is my co-host Matt Smith. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. Yes, we what have a just theme. had yeah. an epic meal. That is a word. That is definitely a Cooked word. Cooked for us by our special guest. Indeed. Absolutely. I am so full. How are you, Matt? I need to lie Apart down. Being full. I need a nap. <laughs> that, is oh, no. that is exactly what I need. I mean, I Nev, I'm right. Nev really missed out on that. Dude. He did, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I could hear all about it. I could hear you uh, eating away downstairs oh, could you? in the studio. Oh. <laughs> I've left the mic so far. It sounds really nice, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we didn't say anything we shouldn't. <laughs> so oh, joining us... Joining us this week, he's back. He's uh, he's back to what are we saying now? Back to about ninety eight percent. Oh, a, a bold ninety percent. Ninety percent. Okay, back I'm to ninety so percent. <laughs> it is about. He's back, of course. It is Neville Bounds. Hello, everybody. Yes, yeah, sorry about last week. I had to bail out halfway through. I only get a cold about once every three years, but when I get one, I go downhill very quickly yeah. indeed. But. Uh, yeah. I'm pleased uh, I'm back with you now. I've given it to Mrs. Nev, so she's delighted oh. about that. Uh, but uh, I'm okay now. So right. Well, I mean, obviously, that's the main thing. Yes, of course. Running on yeah, absolutely. Actually, you, you mentioned uh, Mrs. Nev there, Sarah. I, 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 was, uh, I was casually trundling my way through Twitter earlier today, yes. he says, frantically trying to find it. And then this sort of appeared uh, on, um, on my Twitter feed, this, this well, little... Well, you've heard about... You've heard about podcast royalty. <gasps> well, this is I real know. royalty. royalty. Uh, the Princess Royal uh, turned up at uh, Sue's place of work this week and <gasps> was introduced to all the members of staff uh, there. So that was very nice. And, uh, yeah, I think she's popping around for a coffee tomorrow probably. Oh, well, well I, I mean, I expect nothing <laughs> less. I mean, frankly, obviously, you know, it is, uh, you know, that's why we call you Sir Neville of Bounds, obviously, because one is fraternising with, uh, with she'll, the royal. She'll definitely so, love Neb's banana. Uh, <laughs> thank you, pal. <laughs> well, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, anyway, uh, hashtag orcs. I, yeah, I think the, 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 she didn't make it in because it was very foggy on the Monday of this week. Mm, and the helicopter landed in a local school field um, but they had to delay the visit slightly because of the uh, fog but uh, oh, there wow. she was anyway so uh, being introduced to Sue which was uh, very nice so for what, both so, of them. Uh, were you there as well sir oh no no no, no oh, no, I was oh doing sorry something fun how rude! So this week, uh, uh, I was going to say this week, Armando can't join us unfortunately, no. but he, he does have a very good excuse. He does, yes. It's his now. It's not his passing out parade because that's what you do at the start, isn't it? It's is it his falling out parade no, or something it's, like that? Um, no? retirement. It's uh, retirement. It is retirement due. But uh, he's having that back um, over in uh, the stateside area mm. of things, and he's having a very nice time apparently. I and dare say, getting all dressed up and stuff. And, yeah, um, yeah. It's safe to say it's uh, very much a family affair because uh, I know Meg and uh, and uh, the youngest one will be there as well to cheer him on. <laughs> Meg and the youngest one. Okay. <laughs> we'll be telling you. He'll be telling you off next week I for know, that. I yeah. know. But I yeah. know. Uh, I hope you're having fun, Armando. Yeah. He did say he may well dial. In at some point yeah. during the show, but we, um, 
email me. We have everything all prepped just in case. Just in case. So, you know, we, we, fingers crossed. We're hoping that, uh, but, that we may hear from him during the but, show. But, 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 he has sent us in a very, Ooh, yes. very special mm. military segment for you, the guys, this week, which yep. is a video. And it's featuring a incredibly iconic aircraft, which yes. I'm sure you will all love. Absolutely. Looking so forward that's to coming up that later. Out. Yeah, but absolutely. we have, as you could probably see, for those of you watching in YouTube world, a very special guest on tonight's show. And that is, well, what can I say? She puts the, the, the P in pilot. It is, of course, the lovely Myla. Thank you, Carlos. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> He specialises in embarrassing intros, by the way. That is his given specialist so. subject. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I made dinner, and it was yeah. very nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As I say, Nev could hear the yummy, yummy noises all the way in stone, to be fair. Mm. <laughs> so, lots yeah. of love. Lots of love in the chat room from Myla. How yeah. are you anyway, Myla? How's, how's things in the uh, uh, sort of 28,000, 30,000 feet? Oh, we don't go that high. <gasps> don't you? <laughs> no. Flight level 190. Oh, okay. 210, that's it. About. But yeah, it's it's good. It's it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. You need to put more pictures on Instagram because you, <laughs> you've put a few on Instagram of, uh, of the various shots from the flight deck. Which are awesome. Want to see some more of those? Well, some, right. some cool. people are a bit too busy flying the aeroplane. She's not busy. <laughs> but, honestly, <laughs> you must have at least two autopilots on that aircraft. <laughs> Good yes. lord! Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Actually, I should just say, if if, if you don't mind me uh, doing so, uh, uh, Carlos, uh, and that is our background for those of you watching on the <gasps> Ooh, on the yes. world of uh, YouTube uh, today. Uh, now, I, I had a very nice uh, sort of uh, unplanned trip to Heathrow uh, last Sunday and I was able to actually take uh, said photograph. This is this is actually taken from Heathrow's air traffic control tower. We're going to test you, Matt. Oh, <sighs> no. What aircraft is that in the picture? <laughs> oh, no. Think, Matt. <laughs> think what it, what it is. Come on. Um, think, think Boeing. Yeah. Uh, no, no, don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say... A, Oh, I, no, I, I, on, uh, 737-800, no, I don't know. No, <laughs> I oh, no, no. There's only one no. aircraft that I know of Boeing. I'll give you a clue. If it's, it's a 7-5, I'm no, going to burn that photograph. No. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a hint. Oh. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Um, it's horrible. Oh, it must um, be a 7-6. No, 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 no. no. Um, pff, what else can I say about it, really? It's um, noisy, uncomfortable. Right. Um, I mean, not my not my favourite aircraft to fly back from um, Las Vegas on. Put it that way. Oh, uh, now if I actually listened to what came out of your mouth a lot of times, <laughs> never. I might stand a chance of. Uh, no, I don't. Right, know. I'm gonna right, I'm gonna give you the first clue. I'll, I'll give you the first clue. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. It's an Airbus. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, it's definitely not a 380. I know that. No, much. no, gone. No, because no, 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 it's no, too no, small for a 380. Very good. Very good. So very it good. is an Airbus. Do you yes. Say? Oh, it is an Airbus. Okay. Um, I'm going to say an A321 then. N no. 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 Okay. Nev, well, no, cause, Nev no, give me another clue. Because they do the long-range one now, don't they? So it is possible for a, an A320. Because didn't I see something in the Twitter feed that, that, you, were, that you were involved in, Nev, that was talking about the long-range uh, A321? Yes, there, there is the, the A321LR. Uh, yeah. But uh, that is not that aircraft. No, so, okay. Uh, right. So it, it's not an A321. It's a... Uh, it's slightly bigger one than that uh, in right. terms of numbers. So oh, is it? A, if, if it's, yeah. I'll give you a clue. Oh, Nick, hang on. Nick 
predominantly flies or, or has flown the A340 quite a lot. A350? But he is currently flying, well, when he's back to work, this particular aircraft more because he's rated on this particular Pips aircraft. Pips just said in here, burn him, uh, which is a bit harsh. Uh, I, I honestly, uh, A350, I've no right, idea. Right, I'm going to give you a big clue here. Oh. We're going to drop We're going to drop this one right in. Uh, to be right, fair, mate, you ready? could give me as many no, 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 clues no, 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 as you like. No. I'm not going to get it. Are you ready? ready? It's not an A320. It's not an A340 or 50 or Must 80. It's an A330 then. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I need to lie down in the darkened room. This is not funny. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very sorry uh, that I am so rubbish at this. I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll tell you what, for the rest of the show, I'll just sit here and press buttons. How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite good at that. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I have to say that if it was a Boeing on that picture, Matt would have probably got it straight away. Would I? Yeah. Dreamliner? Yeah. Yeah, you would have got yeah, it. You would yeah, have got it straight away. Yeah. Well, no, actually, to be fair, I, I, wouldn't I have been able to tell because they wouldn't have any engines on them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. It's not. It's not far wrong there. No. No. Indeed. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. uh, now that you've finished as I was being saying, making fun, beating of me. Matt up yeah. on the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, so as I said at the beginning of the show, we've got loads of news stories to get through this week, and we've also that got a fan that's fallen fallen off. Front of me. <laughs> uh, we've got a oh, honestly, said, Nev. If you could see the cable <laughs> management in here, you would have an actual meltdown. I no, you don't. Really. We've got the awesome, awesome segment sent in by Armando, which is the military segment for this week. And uh, yeah, and thought at the end of the show, we'll have a little chat with Myla and uh, have a catch up and see uh, Absolutely. what you've been doing. Just a tiny one. Just a tiny one. Yes. Okay. Just explain how to take off, that's all. All right. Oh. I can do that. So we are going to start the show then. Oh, I suppose After I've said hello to everyone in the chat room tonight. <laughs> How'd you go in there? I like I? it. Yes, he's busy so stalling. I know. Yeah. A big welcome to everyone who's joined us in the live mm. YouTube chat room this evening. All the usual family members in there, in, including Pilot Pip. He's joined us tonight as well, by the looks of it there. He's uh, keeping an eye on things. There's a very disturbing conversation going on in the chat room at the moment. I'm not going to read it out. Anyway, oh, okay. On. And uh, <laughs> date and time. It's the 12th of April today. We're April. I know. I know. <laughs> it's whizzing away. Ten yeah. past seven cool. in the evening here in the UK. And, uh, mm. yeah. And uh, welcome to everyone, as I said, who's joined us in the YouTube chat room. So we are going to start the show then, as we do each week, with our rundown of oh, oh, the I weekly have a, I have news. a complaint here. Uh. No, no, it's, it's, it's Sir, Sir Captain <laughs> of Jeff has just put in here, what a bunch of losers, except Myler, of course. I mean, there, there is some yeah, truth nice. in that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You, you tell him. We're, we're the winners. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't, oh, I haven't that's, that's it. Beat up the sorry, guest. Brilliant. The guest. <laughs> anyway, while he's doing yeah. that, we're going to do some aviation news. Here yes. we go. And I've broken it. It's really, I'll try that again. <laughs> oh, it's seamless. Seamless. How many times have you done this? Rude. They'll so, never know. It's all right. I'll cut it out in the edit. It's fine. So, kicking <laughs> off this week's first news story on the IB Times, internationalbusinesstimes.com. And uh, the headline, airline passenger opened emergency exit, tried jumping out after plane landed, and funnily enough, got arrested. 
So, an El Al passenger tried to jump out of an aircraft after opening the emergency exit of a flight that landed at New York's JFK airport on Wednesday. The incident happened after flight LY001 from Tel Aviv to New York, carrying 400 passengers, arrived at the gate at around 9pm. The male passenger, who was only identified as a US citizen, hung on to the emergency exit door and managed to open it, while a couple of flight attendants held on to him to prevent him from jumping. A passenger with American citizenship opened the rear passenger doors that are not intended for passengers, El Al said in a statement. Two El Al crew members who noticed the passenger uh, were cool and resourceful when they grabbed the passenger who was hanging from the door and prevented him from jumping from a great height and thus saved his life. According to the Times of Israel, the passenger had to make a jump of 5.2 metres, or 17 feet, which was uh, the distance between the door of a Boeing 747-400 and the concrete floor of the tarmac below. Eventually, the crew members had to use a ladder to bring the passenger safely to the ground. Uh, one of the crew members who witnessed the incident said the passenger tried to flee after climbing down the ladder but was restrained by security and detained for questioning. He was arrested by the local police uh, later and LL CEO Gonan Ushkin praised the staff for preventing serious incident and loss of human life. Oh dear. I mean, I know you want to get off a plane after a long flight, but at least wait till it's got to the gate and the air bridge is attached. Well, yeah, <laughs> there is that. Now, actually, I've got something here for Nev. I'm going to play you. Uh, I'm just going to, uh, uh, seeing as it seems to be test the hosts night. Uh, oh. So, uh, obviously, there's a, there's a little bit of a video that was attached to this story. Uh, and I wonder if you could uh, perhaps tell me uh, what's wrong with the video that they've attached uh, to said um to said story. Well, it says continue on the window for a start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have worked a whole lot better if I'd done it. But uh, just okay. see if you could sort of tell me what's wrong with this particular video. Oh. <laughs> I didn't, didn't realise Al Al it's had... It's um... video. Uh, well, yeah, all right, yes, OK, there is that. Yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah, that's the first thing. I mean, actually, to be fair, there's a list, isn't there? Let's be honest. But, uh... but, but the writing on the video has nice font. It does have a nice face, oh, nice and yeah, easy to read, yeah, which yeah, is which yeah. is always a thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it's a case in here, um, guys and girls, of um, you know, um, silly Billy, uh, open the door and get out before you. you know, and also, stop. the point the point I was making is, for some reason, they've attached the the Ryanair Ryan the Ryanair yeah. video from yeah. I don't know how long uh, ago. That was the last yeah. to get off of uh, aircraft. Sometimes I remember the last time I came back from Edinburgh, we were just taking the um, the high speed exit off of. Uh, two seven right I think and we were down to about 40 knots and at least two people behind me stood up and started to get try and get their stuff down really? from the uh, from the overhead locker going it's not time yet guys That's you know just ridiculous. quite quite a long taxi to terminal five anyway and uh, the uh, the flight crew, the sorry the cabin crew went absolutely ballistic at these people Did for standing they? up and the, the plane was still going at quite a lick as well you know? Really well, I'm glad they sort of you know had a had a right go at them because it's just that's one of my yeah. pet peeves. That is, it, that really drives me nuts when they do stuff like that. Mm. It makes me. This so is not creative. a problem we have, Myla, with your flying, is it? No, 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 no. That's the that's not the beauty of cargo, isn't it? Mm. Really, you haven't got things to argue with you. You know, that's that's the way forward. You know, but boxes don't tend to make a lot of noise, <laughs> do they? Really. Uh, 
Uh, anyway, we're going to move on to the next, next story. Next story. Yeah, this is, uh, I think we've covered a, sort of a similar version to this story before, but it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's true now. So this is on the Edinburgh Evening News, and uh, the headline is Total Disgrace, Ryanair to Scrap Edinburgh to London Stansted Flights, which I must admit I'm quite surprised about. Very because surprised, yeah. When I've, when I've, uh, I've done this uh, particular uh, route a few times, admittedly it was a couple of years ago, I can't mm. imagine demand has dropped much, and it was absolutely rammed so i can only assume that some of this perhaps is not to do with finances but perhaps a dispute with one or other airport her budget airline ryanair is to scrap daily flights uh, from edinburgh to london stansted it has reported europe's biggest low-cost carrier is cutting several uk domestic routes partly thought to be in response to the worldwide grounding of the boeing 737 max ah i see uh, it means flights between scotland and english capitals will be slashed from four a day to four a week one passenger said it's a total disgrace how this company treats customers the irish airline had planned to reduce its frequency daily um, sorry, it's frequent daily links between Edinburgh and London Stansted from the end of the summer schedules in October. It would mean no flights between the two uh, on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Ryanair is also cutting back its Stansted Belfast service from three a day to just two a week. The carrier competes airport to airport with EasyJet on both routes, making profitability potentially more difficult. Industry insiders believe the planned cull was brought forward as a result of the worldwide grounding of the Boeing 737 MAX after the Ethiopian Airlines tragedy back in May. Uh, Ethiopian Airlines flight Echo Tango 302 crashed soon after takeoff from Addis Abar last month killing 157 people leading to the grounding of the aircraft last October another Boeing I I won't keep reading this but we get the the, the gist there so Ryanair is understood to have ordered 135 of a special variant of the new jet known as the Max 200 which includes uh, an extra 8 seats 40 jets are due to arrive over the coming year with the first originally expected to arrive at Ryanair's main base Stansted in April ahead of starting flights on the 14th of May but there is no indication of when aviation authorities will allow the 737 MAX back in the air. Ryanair is faced with either keeping older aircraft in its fleet for longer than expected, chartering in extra capacity, or thinning out its schedules. Domestic services, including Edinburgh to Stansted, may have fallen victim to the latter option, meaning freed up planes uh, that can be used on higher yield services. Thousands of passengers are already booked on the now cancelled flights from Edinburgh to Stansted. Ryanair is offering a transfer to one of the surviving services or a full refund. To be fair, there isn't really a lot more that they can do with that. I mean, I suppose that I don't know. Perhaps we're stuck uh, between a rock and a hard place on this one, Nev, because it's um, you know it's obviously a very popular service. As I say, having used it myself, uh, admittedly it was on a Thursday or a Friday, so I perhaps it, they, these routes are busier sort of towards the start and end of the week. Um, but uh, I guess uh, if you are waiting for new aircraft that you're not allowed to put in the air, perhaps uh, you know something's got to give somewhere. Yeah, I think it's easy. all about the revenue, isn't it? Yeah. All about the, the spreadsheet and uh, making the numbers work. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, EasyJet do this route as well from Stansted. I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes, they do. Edinburgh. Yeah, 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 they yeah. do. They were they were saying. I must admit, yeah. I didn't didn't know that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, surprise. It's not a popular route because. Um, yeah, you unless know. it is because you know people are choosing. You know, if you have got other, uh, I, I dare say, easy. If EasyJet are doing daily flights, then it won't make a great deal of difference to uh, 
to those wanting to do it. And, they, and, and, in, and in their defence, they are offering a full um, refund. I mean, I, I get that. It, I get that it's an inconvenience for people. Um, perhaps it's a bit short notice as well, obviously, because you're going to have to play through the nose uh, now for another service. Um, but um, mm. yeah, I, you know, I, I, I guess as you say, they're sort of stuck. Stuck, really. You know, if they can't get their new aeroplane in the in the air. Um, because it's been grounded. I mean, we we don't really know at this stage. I don't believe we know how long it, they are going to remain grounded for. Mm. So moving on to the next story, and Nev, a nostalgic BA story for you this week. It is. I, I'm I'm shedding a tear as I'm reading this. <laughs> it's uh, on the stuff.co.nz website, and. Um, it's a really good story, actually. It's uh, the British Airways uh, retro photo shoot. Uh, but it took over two hours of painstaking parking. But BA has brought together the four heritage liveried aircraft for the first time. Uh, the airline is marking its centenary this year with a series of events. And to capture the photo at London Heathrow Airport, the four heritage aircraft were lined up alongside an A319 with the current Chatham dockyard design. Uh, Alex Cruz, British Airways Chairman and CEO, said the airline has been delighted with the response to the retro designs. The excitement and pride that we've witnessed from customers and colleagues as these heritage liveries, uh, which we painted to mark our centenary, have flown around the globe, has been unparalleled, he said. Social media has been fired up with images from travellers all over the world when they spotted the aircraft and as some 50,000 people have now flown on them since they arrived back in the fleet we wanted to capture a special photo to share with them bit of a shame actually they just couldn't pull uh, Concorde uh, out mm. of the uh, uh, parking area that, that's there and they could have put that alongside as well um, but, I think uh, that would have been a nice touch actually uh, yes, it would, it would. But um, um, there's always uh, Al, I know, and many other people going, are British Airways really 100 years old? Well, not quite, uh, because on the 25th of August 1919, the forerunner company of BA, uh, which was called Air Transport and Travel Limited, launched the first daily international scheduled air service between London and Paris. Uh, 1924, uh, Britain's Ford four main fledgling, fledgling airlines, which had by then involved into uh, Instone, Handley Page, Daimler Airways and British Air Marine Navigation Company merged to form Imperial Airways Limited. Uh, then it goes through the uh, the second world first and uh, end of the first world war on the start of the second world war. Um, but then in July 1979, the government announced its intention to sell shares in British Airways, and in February 1987, British Airways mm. was privatised. Of course, the most recent acquisition has been in 2011 by the IAG Group, which uh, formed when British Airways and Iberia merged. And IAG has since also become the parent company of Aer Lingus and Vueling. And in 2017, IAG launched Level, which is a new low-cost airline brand that operates from Barcelona, Paris and Vienna. So it's got a, quite a history behind it. And, uh, and it's great to see all those uh, lovely retro liveried aircraft parked out on the open there. Can I pick holes in the pictures, or as please a, do? Yeah, I, I, well, obviously we have, have some incredibly good photographers who listen to the show of aviation: Jonathan Warner, Dan Hannington, uh, to name but a few. But um, can you notice now the, the slight uh, water issue on uh, the photos? 
Um, oh, I see. Yes, you yes. made it actually on the lens. On the lens, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there we are. But uh, they did their best. Didn't they? It was a bit of a you know, drizzly day. Drizzly day. It was a typical so, British day, actually, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there are better photos than that. But I've seen better photos than that. I think, uh, yeah. what, what do you reckon, Nev? Your Christmas list for this year to have that particular picture as a as a you know a back on the backdrop be nice, wouldn't it? I, I might have to replace the a380 behind me uh with with this picture maybe or uh, maybe i'll photoshop concord into the front or something yes. like that that'd be a good uh, idea quite cool but uh, yeah nice picture nice and picture. uh i've got to say for me the, the land or livery on that 744 which is on the right hand yes. side uh, still takes a bit of beating uh, and I do like the um, uh, the original one on the um, A319 as well at the front. That's, uh, that's mm. a nice one. I, BOAC one for me, I'm afraid. BOAC, mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my favourite. That is my favourite. Yeah, I'm with Nev. I'm the Landor man. But yeah. What do you think, Marlene? Any particular favourite out there? I like the 74. Which one? The Landor or the BOAC or the BEA or the, brand, the new <laughs> livery? The right one. That one. That one. The Landor. Good girl. Well done. <laughs> so okay. moving swiftly on to the next story. And, uh, Milo, this one's for you. And I, it's good news because this is uh, Matt's favourite aircraft. So oh carry on. God. Yes. It's by simpleflying.com. And the title reads, United Airlines looks to Airbus for uh, to Airbus for Boeing 757 replacement. Yes! <laughs> Happy days. There you go. Happy days. United Airlines is looking to Airbus for a replacement option for its aging Boeing 757 and 76 aircraft. As a matter of fact, the carrier is reportedly considering the purchase of Airbus A3 A321 XLRS. So there you go. Um... At present, United Airlines has 76 Boeing 757 aircraft and 54 Boeing 767 aircraft in its fleet. The carrier will replace most of these aircraft with Boeing 787s and Boeing 737 MAXs. Um, and then it goes to sum up how many aircrafts it actually got. According to Flight Global, United Airlines President Scott Kirby told employees during a town hall meeting at the end of last month that the airline will need to purchase 30 to 40 mid-size aircraft to replace some of its 75s and 76s. United Airlines would like to take delivery of the aircraft starting mid-2020. More specifically, Scott Kirby said that the, air, that the United Airlines feels really good about the bulk of the narrow body, the bulk of the wide body fleet. All right, that's a very strange sentence. Uh, that 40, 30 to 40 airplanes for 7576 replacement, we don't have a good answer for. So, the Airbus A321 XLR. This is exactly where the Airbus A321 XLR comes into play. The aircraft would be a great addition to United Airlines fleet. It is expected to carry about 250 passengers and have a range of 4,700 nautical miles. It will basically be a long-range version of the Airbus A321LR. Accordingly, United Airlines could operate the aircraft on routes between the east coast of the United States and Europe. Furthermore, the aircraft will be highly fuel efficient and feature the latest technology. All these are great selling points. So there we go. And we have actually, uh, next week, got a guest coming on who's going to tell us a bit more about United's uh, particular so aircraft. they they will know exactly what the featured latest technology oh, is. Oh yes, yes. And yes. the great selling points. Yeah. Yeah, and the great selling points. Brilliant. 
but uh, no, this uh, this 321 um, LR XLR, it's another one of those aircraft I want. I wouldn't mind having a having a flight in, but it's trying trying to find an airline that will uh, utilise this within Europe. Nev, I don't think BA have got any of these or got any on order. No, have they? nothing on order. No, no. Um, but uh, they've they've plumped for the. Uh, a three fifty one thousand, as we know. Oh yes, um, so, yes. Uh, we should be having a go on that in November. All being well, um, so uh, yeah, all good. All good. Um, so yes, um, just a quick uh, technical announcement. Yes, um, Armando would still very much like a Zoom link. To I'm, the show. I'm working on it. Matt's working on it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, so now we we have somebody else involved as well. He's getting very cross. He's not received the link, so um, and you know what happens when you know when that happens. So oh, underwater chaps in the chat room this week again. Hello, underwater yeah, chap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on to the next story, uh, and uh, this one is uh, Matt. That's right, Matt. Just 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 press a button. That'll be fine. Okay, right. This one is on the uh, edition.cnn.com website, and uh, a bit worrying. This one. The headline, armed robbers make off with a huge cash haul in Albanian plane heist. Hmm. So armed robbers have made off with a large sum of cash uh, seized from an Austrian Airlines aircraft just about to take off from an airport in Albania. The masked assailants broke onto the runway of Tirana International Airport close to the Albanian capital on Tuesday through a fire services entrance and stole a shipment of money destined for Vienna, Albanian state police told CNN in a statement. A police chase ensued and one of the gunmen was shot dead and he was found to have been armed with an assault weapon and grenade and magazine full of bullets, according to a media report at the scene. During the pursuit on a secondary road, the, uh, the perpetrators exchanged fire with the police, and during this exchange, one of the perpetrators lost his life, the police said. Police arrested four of the attackers and questioned 40 others during the incident, and AFFP News Agency reported. Albania's Deputy Prime Minister, Iron Brace, praised the police for their actions and wrote on Twitter that the robbers were from one of the most dangerous gangs in the country, he added, and that police uh, eliminated its leader. Uh, Sander Lajaj, the interior minister, I'll probably pronounce that completely wrong, said in a press conference on Wednesday that Albanian authorities would take strong and immediate legal measures to guarantee the necessary safety parameters and standards at the airport were met. Uh, security of life, property and national security prevail all over other interests, he said. Defence Minister Alta Ah, well, I can't even pronounce that, that's a bit of a one, wrote on Twitter <laughs> that uh, military police and members of the special forces will guard the perimeter of the airport. Austrian Airlines confirmed the incident affected flight OS-848 destined for Vienna and took place shortly after passengers had boarded the aircraft. Witnesses reported that the assailants dressed in military uniforms approached the airport staff working by the aircraft when the engines were already running and ordered them to the ground. They then took the cargo of cash it had been loaded into the hold and Austrian Airlines spokeswoman Tanja Gruber told CNN that the airline was glad that neither passengers nor crew were hurt during the incident. 
Safety is our top priority, they said at Austrian Airlines, and as a first measure, we decided to stop the transport of valuable cargo to and from Tirana Airport, she said. We are currently gathering and joining forces in order to develop further measures. Uh, Tirana Airport has a uh, well increased its security measures immediately. Uh, Gruber said to CNN that the exact value of the goods stolen couldn't yet be confirmed, but initial reports from local media suggest that at least two and a half million euros uh, was taken. Well, it's safe to say that um, you know we've all heard of the great train robbery here in the UK, but uh, the great plane robbery? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm quite shocked that they actually managed to um, to obviously get past security and and you know get managed to get to the aircraft but uh nev a slight lack in uh, um security here do you think well yes this is often the case isn't it and i think that um well there'll, there'll be lessons learned from this one i can tell you <laughs> no question about it imagine having that on cctv that'd be one to see mm. yeah so moving on to the next story and matt this one is uh, obviously one on a website that has a very nice font that's uh, loved by uh, mr bounds Okay, can uh, right, and I'll uh, continue the segue yeah, a bit longer. Right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, hang on, no, I think we're there. Is is it CNN? Is that that's the one? That's the one. Uh, no, no, it's Flight Global. This one. It's Flight Global. It's the one with a okay. nice. It's font. the one with a nice font. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to style it out. There we go. Uh, it says there's a picture on it as well. Why would you give me a story with a picture on it? Uh, just to make things harder. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, Uganda Airlines, is that the one? Yes, the one. Yes, excellent. Okay, so apologies for that. So I'm doing about four things at once. It's not going very well. Um, <laughs> I don't understand the chat room. <laughs> Nev, sort them out, please. It's very distracting. So flightglobal.com <laughs> is the website. Headline is uh, Uganda Airlines has confirmed its tentative order for a pair of Airbus A330s. That's your favourite airline, right? Your your favourite aircraft, A330. Oh, yes, fantastic. This is what we were talking about earlier, yeah, wasn't it? Yes, brilliant. Okay, yeah. A330-800, becoming the second airline to hold orders for the smaller A330 Neo variant. So the airline had disclosed its professional commitment to the twin jet during the Farnborough Air Show last year. Airbus says the carrier has converted the agreement to a firm order for the Rolls-Royce Trent 7,000-powered aircraft, but has given little additional information about the deal. It says the airline will use the type to build its medium and long haul network. The carrier previously indicated it would continue the Dash, 7, the Dash 800s with 20 business class, 28 premium economy and 213 economy class seats. Kuwait Airline Airways is the only other customer for the A330-800 with an order for 8. The uh, Dash 800 is still undergoing certification uh, testing and I dare say after the uh, recent incident uh, involving Boeing I dare say they're being very thorough about that certification uh, for its airworthiness so um, yeah it's uh, right, so, so what is it that you don't like about the A330 then? I just the, the, the two or three times that I've flown on the 330 I've just found it to be really noisy and uncomfortable but it, I know it's not just down to the aircraft it's down to the interiors but for me it was um, yeah, it was just just a bit noisy. I think I've spoke to a few people since that, and they've agreed with me that it, uh, it's a bit of a noisy aircraft. Nev, have you been on the three thirty much? Uh, a little bit, yes. I went on a uh, TAP Air Portugal from Lisbon to Salvador in Brazil last year, and I've been on an Emirates A three thirty. I just found the seats a little bit on the thin side for my mm. liking, but then I'm a bit of a 
chubby chap. <laughs> <laughs> I see your chubby doesn't raise you, Nev. Um. <laughs> Moving Indeed. on. Yeah, to the oh, next I, th story. I think it looks great. I mean, as I say, I'm going to pop the, uh, the, oh, the picture the image up of now Uganda because I'm, I'm, you know, obviously, it's, it's one of those airlines that doesn't make the news every week. No, no, say. I'll give you that. Uh, which, which uh, I don't know. Maybe in aviation at the moment, maybe not making the headlines is a good thing these days. I'll tell you what um, I do like though, which Airbus have done. And Nev, you'll have probably have spotted this as well. That on the three thirty, they've done that kind of wrap around with the uh, flight deck window black to make it very mm. similar to the three fifty. Oh, okay. Looks yeah, very cool. The Zorro yeah, mask, well, huh? as I like the, to call the it. The Zorro yeah. mask, yeah. honestly. Uh, yeah. The, the, the welder's glasses. Or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the welder, yeah. <laughs> Spotter welding anyone? Yeah. <laughs> so Nev, moving on to the next story. This um, obviously with what's going on in the aviation industry at the minute with Boeing. This is a bit of a sort of a, a move away from well, the seven three. Yeah, but I, I have to say that I think this story is a bit. A little bit unfair, really, but it's on the uh, interestingengineering.com website. And it's talking about the Boeing 777X's folding wings, and it asks, are they safe? Uh, it says, in the wake of two recent crash crashes seemingly caused by Boeing's design decisions for their 737 MAX 8 and MAX 9 airplanes, is it any wonder that people are concerned about Boeing's new models, the 777-8 and 777-9? Uh, that feature folding wingtips. Uh, the new planes are scheduled for delivery in 2020, and like their big sister, the 777-300ER, the 777-8 and Dash 9 are twin-engined, wide-body planes with carbon fiber wings. The 777-8 will seat, seat up to 395 people, and the 777-9 up to 425 people, making it the world's biggest twin-engine jetliner. A new plane's range will be over 14,000 kilometers, uh, and the Dash 8 will sell for $360 million, and the Dash 9 for $388 million. Uh, Boeing has logged 326 orders from eight customers, Lufthansa, Etihad, Cathay Pacific, Emirates, Qatar, AA, Singapore Airlines, and an identified customer. Uh, Boeing expects to deliver the first 777-9 to Emirates in mid-2020. Uh, well, the reason for the folding wingtips is that the wingspan of the new aircraft at 235 feet is too long to fit at the gates of most airports. Mm. Once folded, the wings will only be 212 feet in length. The purpose of the longer wing is to reduce drag, caused by vortices or wake turbulence that form from an aircraft's wingtips. Uh, the less drag, the greater the fuel efficiency and the more cheaply the aircraft can be operated. And according to Boeing, the wings will only fold when the aircraft is on the ground and jet fuel will not be stored within the folding sections. Normally, the fuel is stored, stored within the wings of an aircraft. And for years, military planes on aircraft carriers have had folding wings, so they take up less space. Uh, to get approval for the folding wing from the US FAA, Boeing submitted a special conditions request and the final decision by the FAA was made public on May the 18th. Uh, in the Federal Register, a daily journal of the US government. Now, um, I think it's completely ridiculous to compare this to the 737 MAX issues going on. Um, so it would be interesting to see um, what happens here. But uh, this is a completely different aircraft, completely different design, and I think uh, all will be well, I would imagine. Indeed. Indeed, absolutely. It's... Uh... 
It's I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, there's several reasons, I suppose, why people would be nervous about stuff like that. I, yeah. I mean, but as you say, I mean, it's saying quite clearly that, uh, um, you know, I mean, it, this isn't the first time that there's been folding wings. Is there? on aircraft? I mean, no, it's on been, aircraft. They've used folding wing, wings on aircraft. Cool, blimey. World War Two uh, um, aircraft that were based on aircraft carriers. You know, the uh, fighter well, aircraft had yeah, folding but wings. I was getting so excited about it um, on that article because it's no different from retractable flaps and retractable and extendable landing gear, is it really? Uh, no, mechanical I things. Not. I, I guess one just gets. So. I mean, I guess one would just be a little bit nervous about the fact that. Uh, you know, I suppose that there must be procedures in place for making sure things lock and and stuff like that. I mean, I, I guess it must be a, a genuine thing. Um, now, yeah. I, I I don't know, Nev. You, I don't know if you you've sort of seen. We do seem to have something uh, coming in on our other machine at the moment. It is on mute. I notice. Um, I don't know what. There's an earpiece going in. There's so an earpiece going in. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work because I haven't been. Normally, I test this to the to the nth degree. There's a pint uh, oh, that's just. I think there's a Captain Jeff to the left. There, there. there might well be. So yeah. let's see. Uh, hello, is anyone there? Hi guys. Hey, Armando! Good to see you. So, I'm here. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. So, I'm here oh, with Jeff, man. and I'm here also with John Jester. Oh, hello! Hello! Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're yeah, good. We're, we're good. We're doing all right. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, how, how goes the um, the celebration? So, yes. Yeah, so, what it's, it, this is your your official retirement bash? Yeah, this is. Yeah. So, uh, typical brewery uh, bats. Oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. That looks nice. <laughs> okay. Is, so is, we is, already put a dent. Is Captain no, is Captain Jeff happened. drinking orange juice? <laughs> oh no! Oh, yeah. Maybe it's orange liver. Orange liver ale. We already put a dent in the first beer bat, and then uh, we're gonna get started on the second. Good oh. job! Yeah, well oh, done. I'm very impressed. Absolutely. Uh, wh where's your little microphone, uh, Armando? Perhaps you could sort of hold it a bit closer to. Um... All right. Yeah. If that. Yeah, that's much better. Thank I'm you. Better. Yeah, Armando, you're, um, I think it's been noticed in the chat room you're missing something um, this week. My bride? No, no. Well, well, yes, <laughs> yes that yes, too. That too. Yes, yes. You're, you're, you're missing something oh. in the face area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did have to say it. That's a, that was a terrible, terrible moment. <laughs> this is going to make riveting audio, by the way. Yeah, no, no. Audio <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We, we, yeah. He has a beautiful face. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I will pass it off to Captain Jeff here. Who's, oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to be a... No. It's all his retirement. Yeah, nobody wants to see Captain <laughs> Jeff is on his 14th beer. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> having a lovely time. Only the yeah. second beer. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so come on, Armando. What's what's been the what's what have you been up to? So, so uh, how uh, how does how does the retirement you know how does it, it plan out this this sort of thing? What what have you been up to today? Oh well, it's somewhere between a uh, church, a wedding, and a funeral. 
Um, so there's some sitting, there's some standing, there's some uh, in memorial, there's some crying. Uh, <laughs> Aww. So, did you, did you get all emotional? <laughs> I, ma I managed to make it all the way through the entire ceremony without getting emotional. So. Very good. Oh. Very good. Yes. This, this, this is what a real man is like. You see, never mind wet, wetty pants over here who's crying at the, you know, who, who cries at films and things like that. I mean, it's just like, yeah, this, this is it. I do too. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Say. I'm very relieved to hear that. So, I mean, uh, you, yeah. how do you feel, mate? Because this must be really weird. It, it, I mean, this has been such a huge part of your life to actually sort of for it to come to the end. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of neat because this today is a meeting and a gathering of, of this is your life. This is everybody. So if we pan the camera over to John, right? Um, We'll, we'll give the, the earpiece over so he can hear. So John, who's been in our chat room, if you guys remember, yeah, was my first instructor in the Civil Air Patrol. Oh wow! When uh, I was 14 years old. So oh my goodness. So what do you, you know? It's just an amazing gathering of people from all walks of life, and John, John is my past and. Captain Jeff is my future as a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. What was he a good student? Uh... Yeah, he was. He was awesome. He was my, uh, my, my, one of my most fun cadets ever to have in Civil Air Patrol. Yay. Uh, constantly kept me laughing and, uh, and challenged me to keep him in line and uh, <laughs> get his butt in gear and uh, do what he was going to do. So. I'm very proud. Uh, uh, the one story I tell about him is uh, he's the only cadet in Civil Air Patrol I ever F-bombed because I was so mad at him when he uh, <laughs> told me he was enlisting in the Air Force. And I am uh, ecstatic that I was so wrong in my uh, judgment of that decision. And I'm so proud to be here now at the retirement from the Air Force. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, this is just yeah, it's it's, awesome. it's amazing. It's so nice. Well, there's there's a lot of love going on for you for you in the in the chat room here, uh, Armando. They're all they're all very jealous that they're not there. It's uh, Neil know. Landwarn's a bit upset in the chat room. Neil said that uh, he hasn't had a beer since Monday, and uh, you're showing him a whole brewery. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, I was gonna say that that's what everybody's upset about in the chat room is that that they're not at the brewery. Yeah, very good beer as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, hi, Myla. Hi. <laughs> Good to see you. So, what's the what's Good to see you too. what's the what, what's the rest of the evening got in store, Len and Armando? What's the what what happens next? It's just just beer time, is it? I think this is it. Yeah, now we just start telling uh, all kinds of war stories, and they all of them only have to be sixty percent true. Yeah. Um, wow. So everything gets embellished a little bit. And I was going to sure say. Ed, the stories get better and the beer gets better, yeah. right? That, that's it. We have plenty of beer. We have four more vats of beer to go, and we have a taco truck out front. Oh, oh wow. Now we're talking. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's definitely oh, a good thing, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, dearie me. I was, I was going to say, are you going to go and get some flying in tomorrow, um, Armando? But that's I, probably I, not going to happen. Not. No. Probably not, yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And not just because of the weather either. No, no, no indeed. For a change, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Captain Jeff has got a question for you in the chat room, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on one second. I'm going to pass to your piece. Yeah, Captain Jeff says... Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. What? It's, yeah, Captain Jeff, do you, me, do you want me to ask you your question, or are sure. you going to ask him yourself? Or? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, okay, okay, well, right. well, uh, well um, Captain Anonymous Jeff uh, is ask, asking Armando all about the top secret stuff you've that done. he's done. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it's funny because that came as a surprise to my family, too, uh, when they're reading your bio and everything you've done in the military, and they're like, what? You did what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bet. I don't know. Yeah. You should see some of the airplanes he has on his bio. It's amazing. No, I, I don't. I don't doubt I've been that. Lucky, yeah, I've been lucky to fly a bunch of uh, very quirky airplanes in the uh, in the Air Force, and uh, yeah, it's just been a, a really good time. But hey, that that's uh, a chapter that we close now and move on to the next one. Yeah, well, you, you realise you're going to be asked questions about that, though, as soon as you return. You realise that, don't you? There's going to be... We have many questions we need to, we need to ask. <laughs> well, as, as I said, all of that only has to be 60% true also. So. <laughs> Take everything with a grain of salt. Right, OK, well, that's fair enough. Well, look, guys, we're not going to hold you up any longer. Um, have several very large beers for us, I think, Uh Again, congratulations, mate. It's uh, it's a real honour yes. to sort of have you part of the family, and uh, I, I, I'm I'm so pleased that you're having the send off that you so richly deserve. So, uh, thank you so very much, mate. Have a great time, and uh, we look forward to hearing some of the uh, family friendly versions of uh, the stories. Uh, <laughs> another part. Anything you want to say, Nev? Before we uh, we before we cut him loose. No, just uh, make sure that you have some paracetamol with you, Armando, because you're going to need it, I think. And, uh, when you've got death yeah, to drink, buddy, there's, there's always trouble. There's always trouble. There is always me. trouble. Well, as I say, there's a, lot of love for, <laughs> there's a lot of love for you in the chat room here. As I say, Owen's saying congratulations. Uh, uh, VC10 Ron, he's saying congratulations. Uh, Tony S, congratulations. Enjoy your evening. Uh, you know, as I say, there, there's just a, a massive list of people. Neil Lamb, one, everyone, all wish you uh, uh, a good time why waste time with a barrel or a bottle uh, after all go straight to the source says Richard Adnum. Adams I think that's a Adams. brilliant idea yeah Richard <laughs> Adams as he's now, now, now been, been renamed uh, but uh, yeah uh, uh, I think I've been to his establishment Richard Adams <laughs> <laughs> fair point and uh, as I say the, uh, Pilot Pip is uh, missing the gangster goatee as you would expect yes. um, and uh, hello who was that hello hang on <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So we just started another round. It's my oh, special friend. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Well, we better let you. Uh, we better let you. Uh, oh yeah. As, as, as un un underwater person says, "Have a beer on me. Enjoy the new chapter of your life." So there we go. Yes. I think that's a great way to awesome. end. Uh, nice one, mate. Have they enjoyed it? Much love to Captain Jeff as well. Thanks for for popping in. And bye, uh, Jeff. We'll catch up with you very soon. I want to let you know that uh, Armando is going to be joining the APG crew. Uh, oh. 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 oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, but it's okay. You guys have already pillaged Nick and Steph. So. <laughs> I know. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks to everybody in the chat room, and we'll talk to you later. Yeah, Bye. take care, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. 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 Oh, dear. Oh.
looks yeah. about 10 years younger now. He does, he? doesn't he? It's amazing. Yes. It's amazing what the removal of some facial fuzz will do, isn't and it? And such a big <laughs> yeah. smile. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Bless oh, well, that was lovely to just hear from. I've no idea where we are in the running order of things, um, by the way. I hope you've got a rough idea. It was my turn, but then what story am I going to read? Okay. Something nice. Indeed. It's another 321 LR story. Is, is it? it? Yeah. This one? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Then I shall click it. We're doing really and well, but this is so slick. This one. I don't oh, know. absolutely. <laughs> it's going to no, be brilliant. Is it not that No, I'm not I that one. I asked you if it was that one. You Sorry. said yes. <laughs> you, t- you tell him, honestly. Uh, <laughs> it was that one. Ladies and gentlemen, we this may have one. slightly lost one. control right. of where we don't then know then where we are. What <laughs> <laughs> it is on simpleflying.com again. Yep. And it's JetBlue announces London flights using Airbus A321LR aircraft. We have all heard the rumors that JetBlue is planning on starting service to Europe. Well, today the airline announced that it will start service to London using Airbus A321LR aircraft in 2021. And that was released on April 10th. So there you go. Uh, what are the details? Simple Flying reported last month that JetBlue had invited crew members to an all-hands meeting on April 10th. The background of the meeting invitation featured two famous London landmarks, the London Eye and the Shirt. Awesome. The meeting was held at New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport for all local staff members. Employees from many of the airline's other main bases were able to join viewing parties to follow the meeting. During the meeting today, JetBlue announced that it will offer daily services from New York, JFK, and Boston, BOS, to London starting in 2021. The airline will operate the transatlantic flights on Airbus A321LR aircraft. The aircraft will feature an improved and expanded JetBlue Mint. The airline's Mint class was rated Mm. Best Regional Business Class in North America by TripAdvisor in 2019. JetBlue is planning on charging lower fares than the legacy airlines on the transatlantic flights. At the same time, the airline will offer premium service in the Mint class. All in all, passengers can expect comfort and convenience at a low price. According to JetBlue, London is the largest market not served by the airline from the Northeast. Apparently, this will change in the not-too-distant future. The airline served a pretty cool cake to celebrate the occasion. Can we have a picture, please? Oh, sorry. Matt will be on that straight away. It is a pretty cool It is an awesome cake. cake. Okay, it won't let me show it. Hang on, it's in. It's a Twitter image. Just give me a moment. Oh, no, it's an Instagram image, so I have to do some fiddling stuff. Do oh, carry some, on. Go. some fiddling. Yes, there we go. That's a very As cool cake. See. It is actually a suitcase. That's, yes. <laughs> that's, 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 how cool is a that? A suitcase. With a jet blue luggage tag and stickers featuring the US flag, the British flag, the logo of London Underground, and the Eiffel Tower. As ah. you do. As you do, yeah. There you go. That's I love that. Awesome like the pictures pick. of Paris and all sorts on there. So, so this this is quite this is quite big news then, Nev, isn't it? Because this is the first time that uh, they've sort of ventured uh, this far, right? this far. Um, yeah. So what? This the, the, Nev, Nev, would you want to do a transatlantic flight mm. on a three twenty one? Well. I think I'm going to have to give it a go because I've never uh, been any really long distances uh, more than about four hours on a single aisle aircraft. Um, But it's it's quite a long slog, as Matt will know from Uh, his uh, yes, Mm. yes, yes, and we all know how that uh, went. (laughs) Maybe things have improved, and what we don't know yet, we don't know what. um, airport they're actually going to fly into uh whether yeah, it's true. Catwick or Heathrow at the moment mm. um so 
uh, or it'll be London Manchester maybe or something like that yeah um, so um, we'll have to see but uh, I think I'd like to give it a try um, just to say that I, I've done that done that trip but uh, uh, I'm not I've got to say I'm not mad keen on it I've, I've got to say I, I suppose yeah. you could do it never and then it could at least be chalked up as the I've done that I'm never going to do that again do you know what I mean yeah, it's just I, like, I just yeah. want to know how much they're going to charge obviously it's not going to be mm. until 2021 but it'll be interesting right. to see because obviously okay. wow uh, done this mm-hmm. similar kind of thing uh, with single aisle, but what, I think what's happened to WoW? I, I think the only thing I would say, perhaps in 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 uh, uh, JetBlue's favour, is they are very experienced in uh, you know in this market. So mm. if they think you know if they think they can do it, then they probably stand a good chance of doing it, don't mm. they? Because they are you know much more established than because i mean wow was quite a new airline wasn't it and they, and yeah, that was yeah relatively it sort new, of decided yeah. it was going to to get to go down this route and you know perhaps they didn't have the the capital or whatever bit to to sort of make a huge success of it uh, that having been said of course at this stage we don't know the costs yeah. um that, how much that, they're, they're i mean they're going to they're obviously going to be cheaper than the big carriers like you know yeah. ba and and American, all the big carriers that go across to the US. Well, I'm I'm sure he won't mind me saying, but my best friend, he was booked with Norwegian to go, Mm. not Norwegian, what was the one that went, Premier. Oh, Premier. Yeah, Premier. He was actually booked with them to go to New York um, at the weekend where it all collapsed. Um, Mm. So it was, I think it collapsed the week before or whatever, so he had hell and all job trying to get another uh, flight to go out there. So, I mean, it it has to be said, there isn't... Uh, a great model for the transatlantic low-cost uh, route, but perhaps uh, a, a big company like JetBlue, who are very established in the American market, perhaps this is, yeah. the, you know, if anyone perhaps can pull off something like this, maybe it is them. The thing to remember is that on the more, you know, the legacy airlines, of course, um, the um, only part of the cabin where they make any money is the business class section or the first class section. Mm. And it does say that, um, that the aircraft's going to feature improved, expanded jet blue mint, which is their business class section. So um, they've got to get people in that bit. And I think it depends how they get on in the economy class section, because if the fares are, are very inexpensive, um, they've got to fill every single seat to, mm. to make this work, haven't they? But uh, it'll be interesting to see. What happens? Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting time. Certainly, we'll get, we'll get a price. Perhaps they might release them soon. Yeah, absolutely. When did you say twenty twenty one? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. It's a while away, isn't it? Mm. It's so about um, just just over twenty minutes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! I see what you did there, Nev. I see what you did. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on swiftly before the one line has come from oh, Nev. It's too late. It's already too late. For then yeah. you following on Facebook. <laughs> anyway, the uh, next story on aerotime.aero and uh, aerotime news. And the headline, Gov- uh, German government buys three new Airbus A350s for 1.2 billion euros. Is that cheap? I don't know, really. Let's <laughs> see what the list price is. Right. The budget committee of the German Bundestag approved the acquisition of three new Airbus A350s on April 11th, 2019, to renew the government 
uh, governmental fleet. Uh, they'll be delivered by 2023. The total cost is estimated to be around 1.2 billion euros, making it one of the most expensive governmental fleet on the planet. The three A350-900 should be acquired for, uh, from Airbus uh, for 640 million euros. Uh, refurbishing the cabin to a VIP standard should cost another 288 million euros. While specific defence systems will add another 229 million euros to the bill. Uh, the latter should include integration of a large aircraft infrared countermeasure system uh, to protect the aircraft from incoming missiles, the order will be placed by April the 15th, 2019, according to the Ministry of Defence. The transition from two to three aircraft should increase the readiness of the fleet. And due to maintenance work, the government often had to rely on only one of the two A340s. Moreover, the Ministry argues that the aircraft type, the A350, are only produced since 2015, which provides a long availability of spare parts. Discussions to acquire new aircraft for the German government attracted the spotlight in November 2018, when Chancellor Angela Merkel was forced to give up on attending the opening of the G20 summit in Buenos Aires and the official aircraft that was supposed to take her to Argentina, the A340 VIP, uh, was forced to uh, make an emergency landing in Cologne after an electronic distribution box caused several systems, including communications, to shut down. The Chancellor eventually took a commercial flight from Madrid to Argentina. More recently, on March the 1st, 2019, the head of German diplomacy, Heiko Maas was stuck in Mali due to failure of an Airbus A319, also part of the governmental fleet. The two Luftwaffe A340s that currently uh, compose the backbone of the German governmental fleet were acquired second-hand in 2011 uh, from Lufthansa and refitted to governmental standards, uh, including secured communication systems and anti-missile systems for a total of 740 million, dollars, uh, million euros. Uh, the German Minister of Defence announced his decision to replace them with the new governmental aircraft in February this year. As the aircraft will not be used solely for the German Armed Forces in the Federal Ministry of Defence, but will be available for transport of all governmental members. Uh, the purchase will be financed using the federal budget. Of course, a transition of governmental members uh, on important dates should be uh, not at the expense of the Air Force, which needs its budget, uh, budget for helicopters aircraft in operation, said Defence Minister Ursula von der Leyen uh, when the procurement was announced. So it's good news for Airbus because they're obviously selling uh, three more of these A350s. But it's also good news for the the company that does the the refitting inside because that's quite a bill to pay to have mm. these aircraft um, turn up inside. I was going to say I would like an airplane like that on my important dates. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's a, yeah, I'm I, I'm surprised Nev hasn't got um, you know his own sort of Air Force One. Frankly, uh, what makes yeah. you think he has? Well, you know, it, it's just that you've been to my house. The, the road outside isn't long enough <laughs> to get airborne. <laughs> See what you did there. Uh, yes. I, so, so I was busy looking at this. Is bearing in mind this is uh, uh, in dollars the cost of this. So it's a little bit confusing. I'm having to do a rough conversion. But a unit cost of an A350-900, which is what we're we're talking about mm. in this particular uh, article uh, works out at 317.4 million uh, and um, yeah it's 
Neil Lamborn has said in the chat room that if he or if he was the Chancellor, he'd get them to fly him around in the back seat of a typhoon. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I must admit, it doesn't strike me as the. Uh, I, I can only assume maybe they have listed it as the. You know, this is the list price because one point two. Uh, million euros is billion, a very rough billion. billion. Sorry, what? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, it, a, it's roughly one point three six billion dollars. So it it, it it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like there's much of a saving on the list price to them, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Whether it's because perhaps it's they brought two and got one free. Bog off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they got a bog off. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't seem the best. Um, doesn't seem the best deal. Perhaps I mean, perhaps I'm looking at the numbers wrong because it's a, it's not my area of expertise. Actually, doing Nev, what, what is is our governmental um, fleet made up? By? Are we still got those aging one four sixes carrying our? We've our got Rolls the one four sixes of the Queen's flight, uh, based at RAF Northolt, um, and they're getting on a bit, I have to say. Mm. And they are, they can be used by government ministers and people that are authorized to do so but of course the prime minister travels on the a330 voyager um, usually out of uh, raf prize norton uh, ah. when she's going on her long international trips uh, so they she does actually have uh, may force one now <laughs> may force one <laughs> I see what you did there. I like that. <laughs> that that's that's today's phrase for me obviously I keep saying that do you remember Tony Blair back in the day? He was trying to get his own uh, aircraft because yes. he, he was doing so much flying. And uh, the neither the, the government nor the House of Commons nor the uh, uh, Foreign Commonwealth Office would actually sanction it. So he never ended up with anything at all. Um, so, but uh, yeah, they have actually now. They do use the uh, the Voyager fleet for the uh, the longer haul stuff. Wow. Actually, I heard that the in-flight movie that they're showing on uh, on Theresa May's um, aircraft oh, is uh, brace yourselves, everyone. <laughs> is <laughs> the three Brexiteers? Right. Okay. I see. What you, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's quite. It's not bad. We've gone an hour and five minutes without anyone mentioning that word. To be fair. So uh, you know. It's, it's, oh, I just uh, had to drop it in there. It, it's it's not it's not bad going. It's not bad Sorry. going. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to the next story, Matt, and this one for you is... Oh, is uh, it really my go It again? is to you, oh. yeah. <laughs> this one is on the ttgmedia.com website. Mm. And uh, it's... Well, it's we've had good news for Airbus, so we thought we'd better have some bad news for them. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so this is on the TTG, TTG website, whatever that is. Uh, I don't know, it looks like some kind of magazine. I do worry where you get these stories from sometimes, Carlos. <laughs> Norwegian confirms partial postponement of Airbus order. Norwegian has partially postponed its order for dozens of new Airbus aircraft. A move, the airline says, will save approximately th uh, $570 million over the next two years. The low-cost carrier confirmed on Wednesday uh, on the 10th of April its Irish leasing division, Arctic Aviation Assets, uh, had reached an agreement with Airbus to reschedule part of its order book, which includes new A320neo and long-range A321 aircraft. The move comes as part of Norwegian's 
ongoing efforts to shift its uh, strategic pla uh, focus from growth to profitability announced in January. Airbus had more than 60 outstanding A320neo orders from Norwegian at the end of March and about 30 for the A321s. The postponement is expected to reduce the company's capital expenditure commitments by approximately $570 million in order uh, in total for 2019 and 2020 said Norwegian in a statement. The postponements are in line with the company's strategy of capitalising on the scale build up, built up over the past few years and the changed focus from growth to profitability. So uh, I must admit I kind of assumed that most airlines their focus was on actually turning a profit each financial year. I, I, <laughs> this is a bit of a surprise that uh, uh, they're not. But then I, I don't know, perhaps, it, perhaps you have to sort of speculate to accumulate in the early days to sort of get yourself out there perhaps what do you reckon nev yes i think so but it's all about profitability isn't it i mean people well, might take so. a bit of a, a a punt on it in the early days but so uh, they've got to they've got to turn a profit sometime haven't they yeah uh, because, i guess so. uh, otherwise you we know, were just going to say the, the margins the uh difference between profit and loss on these sectors is mm. uh, very slim indeed isn't it not a lot in it is there certainly <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're long old routes, as I say, because Norwegian do sort of flirt a little bit with the transatlantic, don't they? So, But it's only a partial postponement, though, so they haven't uh, completely... Right, I don't really know what that means. Partial, partial postponement. Right, yeah, but you're either going ahead with it or you're <laughs> not, not going yeah. ahead with it. Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> I don't know, it's... Uh, it's it's not the news perhaps that air, but as I say, it's sort of you give with one hand, take away with the other, I guess. Mm. It's... Uh, you know, I think they'll be all right. I think yeah. they'll manage. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to the next story, and Nev, uh, this one I think is a, a good story for anyone, anyone who wants to make a, a large aircraft purchase. Yes, it is. It's on the dside.com website, and it says that uh, Airbus has said that the future of, of its existing Beluga transporter fleet is now under consideration following the order for a sixth Beluga XL, the plane maker's next generation airlifter. Uh, production of the Beluga XL aircraft continues to advance as planned, the plane maker said, and Airbus has decided to future-proof the company's internal transportation network by adding another Beluga XL to the overall fleet, as reported by the website uh, last month. The expansion from the originally targeted number of five airlifters to a new total of six will ensure that the capacity provided by the Beluga XL's highly modified A330 jetliners tailored to carry large airframe components within the Airbus production network can accommodate a range of potential future scenarios. Uh, Bertrand George, who's the head of uh, Beluga XL program for Airbus, said years from now we could see situations such as further rate increases for our jetliners or may encounter one of the airlifters being grounded which would make this extra six aircraft an essential part of our transport network. The number one Beluga XL performed its maiden takeoff in July 2018 and is now being used in compatibility and verification tests at location across Airbus's European international network to include initial trip during February carrying a set of uh, A350 XWB wings from Bremen in Germany to Toulouse in France. Uh, this month the second transport was painted at the Toulouse facility 
and uh, the Beluga XL will officially enter service later this year. And by 2023, the six aircraft will be fully operational, replacing Airbus's existing fleet of A300-600 ST Super Transporters, also known as the Beluga STs. Uh, this, however, does not suggest that the five Beluga STs end and their future is currently under consideration, Airbus had said. And, uh, uh, with the uh, Beluga XL uh, soon to be operational, the proven Beluga STs are far from being written off. So, so they're going to keep those going as well because it certainly looks like they've got the production um, well ramped up for mm. the utilisation of these aircraft, which is... Uh, Good to hear, isn't that? Brilliant news. These aircraft have done really well for, for Airbus in, in regards to transport of parts and stuff. I'm surprised that they haven't produced more of these and, and kind of sold them, Nev, to, to other companies to use as, um, as you know, airlifters. They make great cargo planes, mm, yeah, don't yeah. they? Hmm. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, obviously the, the the shape of them is is obviously very specific to Airbus's requirements. But uh, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? But both Boeing and Airbus tend to make their own aircraft for transporting their own parts around. Uh, mm. It'd be interesting to see whether they they could make these aircraft available to third party operators as, as well. I bet yeah. there'd be interest. You I know, think if there's they, some money to be had there. Yeah, if, if you're listening, did. Airbus, you know, we we had the idea first. Um, <laughs> Right. Email us at the show. Okay, podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's I mean, podcast We're quite at happy with a kind of 60-40 split. R right. 60? 60? Oh. Yeah. 40? <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Uh, oh, stop it. Honestly, I keep doing that. The next time I say that, somebody likes scream at me or throw sharp objects at me. Or something. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so the last story uh, on this week's show, it's a bit of a, well... What can I say? It's a it's it's one for you, Milo. All right, all right, I can do that. And uh, it's a kind of uh, you know the last story of the show uh, on the commercial and segment. Finally. And finally, yes. yeah. And finally, and I on I saw this one earlier this week in the news feeds and saw the video. They actually interviewed the the woman uh, in this story, and it was quite interesting actually. So carry on. Milo. All right, here we go. Sky News or news.sky.com has a story on American Airlines flight attendant spills drinks on company CEO. A spokesperson for the airline tells Sky News it was a light-hearted incident that we can all have a giggle about. So there you go. Spilling a drink on a passenger may be, may be every flight attendant's worst nightmare, but when it involves the airline CEO, it can be mortifying. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to American Airlines flight attendant Maddie Peters, name and everything, on a flight from Phoenix to Dallas. Miss Peters soon expressed her horror in an Instagram post. I had our CEO, Doc Parker, on my flight, she wrote. I was serving drinks during boarding to the first class cabin. I had a full tray with drinks on it when the passenger in front of me stops in the aisle and backs up. He bumps into the tray and the drinks go flying. She c I could make a very bad joke right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> she continued, guess who they land on? Half of them went all over me, the other half in Doc's lap. I was mortified. I wanted to drop that right there in the aisle. Like, am I still employed? <laughs> but still slightly traumatized, embarrassed. But Miss Peter said Mr. Parker was a good sport about it. He later came back and we chatted for a little and he joked about the rest and he joked about it the rest of the flight, she wrote. And then there's a picture. That's a nice picture actually. Yes. Yeah, I saw this this story <laughs> I was early this week, I saw this and they that like I said they spoke to uh, spoke to her. And, uh, you know, she was genuinely 
really worried that she'd lost her job. I think you could understand uh, that you just think, well, that's you know, it. That I'm that's sacked. It. That's um, the end of it. Yeah. yeah that, that, the, the, this is the end of my lovely career. I'm, you know, it's it's time to pack up. I know? mean, she did say that the tray contained mostly sparkling water and, and that's water something at least, related yeah. drinks. So, <laughs> yeah. In, and yeah, so it, it wasn't, wasn't red wine. Then wasn't red wine. No, it no. could be worse. Yeah, but, sticky. But no, she yeah. did. She did say in the interview that apparently he was really just totally laid back about the whole thing right and said okay. i mean yeah, it's easily done i suppose never have you ever had an incident where somebody's i mean i'm sure you've been in many situations where somebody's thrown a drink over your head perhaps but uh, <laughs> uh in flight i mean some of your jokes deserve <laughs> at least something cold and sparkly thrown in your face <laughs> they do but it's strange actually isn't it on some flights that are completely i mean this happens to the cabin crew a lot i'm sure a lot of aircraft where the flight has been completely smooth it's just leveled off everything's great the the the, the trolley comes out with the drinks on it and just as the cabin crew start to serve the coffee uh then we get some turbulence and but i have had some hot coffee in in my lap oh uh, my goodness uh, which is why I've only had two children. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. There we are. It's, uh, good yeah. to know. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, even if it was red wine, you know, is it? In a, there's supposed to be the thing where you can pour white wine. No, on red that's wine. a that's a myth. No, that's, oh, that's okay. a load of nonsense. All right. I, don't, no. I just heard a it good somewhere. stain. Uh, well, they they were right. A good stain remover. That's what you need. If if you've had if you've had an incident like that, then it you it really doesn't this. work. It really doesn't work. It's a, it is it is nothing more than a waste of good white wine i'm gutted now because i thought that was a really no, good no it's oh. not no i don't know where i don't know where you got that from but it's a load of rubbish okay uh, uh, andy furlong's actually saying in the chat room here that my brother had uh, hot coffee thrown uh, in his lap um uh, vc uh, vc 10 ron is chatting about martini uh, i don't know where that's, whether, <laughs> Shake whether he stirred. wants one or, or, or <laughs> but uh, yeah it's uh, yeah it's uh, <laughs> andy furlong said i blame her glasses oh, how rude how right. rude <laughs> Honestly, (laughs) and actually, Richard Adams makes a very good point. Sounds like a Betty story. It does, doesn't yes. it? Yes. yes, absolutely. Yes. yes I, she, she released a story this week, actually. Didn't, uh, she released a, an episode this week, didn't she? I'm two weeks behind with uh, Betty mm-hmm. in the Sky with a Suitcase. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, I need to catch up. And Tony S is saying she should have blamed the itchy uniform. Oh, oh. yeah, because they had the itchy uniform they thing did. a while back, didn't they? Yeah. Did they? Yeah, do you yes. remember they, they fl- the cabin attendants were, were getting really... Annoyed by the fact they were having to wear an oh, itchy uniform. Yes. Oh, there we are. Uh, it's, uh, okay, well, perhaps that's what it was. She was having a jolly good scratch and then accidentally <laughs> threw it all threw it all over the CEO of the company. I mean, I it's uh, it's good. He, he had a, obviously had a bit of a sense of humour about it. Well, I mean, these things can happen yeah. all the time. But uh, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, it, I'm, I I may be speaking terribly out of turn here, but could you imagine if somebody threw that through, say, on said flight after he just backed and and won the Grand National? Uh, can you imagine? If somebody did that to O'Leary on the flight home. Oh blimey! Did you? Oh, I, I did see him on TV. But then yeah. O'Leary doesn't smile like that. No CEO, God, no. So there you go. He, well, he, he was doing a lot of smiling at the Grand National. I can tell you. Yeah, that he much. was. Yeah, absolutely. Mind you, so was I after the Grand National. Oh, oh, did you back him? Huh? Did you back him? Oh yes. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, look at it. Oh, yes, yeah, so I had a very good day. Did you have a flutter on? The, <laughs> did you have a flutter on the National? Nev? I had a very good flutter. Did Nev? Uh, no, I, the only time I've put some money on a horse was about six months ago when some, one of my work colleagues phoned me up and said, oh, Nev, there's a, um, a horse called Bouncy. Oh, okay. Ah. Yeah, yeah. 
and I did, uh, and I put on, I forget what it was, about £15, and I got to £83 back. Oh, hey. oh brilliant. Oh, very good. So, uh, yeah, I was very pleased about that. Yes. Are we yeah. allowed to ask how well you did on the National then, Carlos? I oh, no, oh, no, sorry. No. <laughs> I don't think so. I um. I mean, I I know you weren't running. I meant more, you know, like you. you well, you I, in the field. Well, <laughs> t- t- I did. I bet. I bet on three horses. Obviously, the first one I bet on came in first, and I got a third as well. Mm. Um, but I doubled the money. Did you? Oh, well, yes. that's all right. Well done. Uh, actually, uh, Neil, Neil Lamorne is saying in the chat room here, he's actually saying that uh, I, I, I doubt O'Leary takes his own planes either. Uh, actually, he does. Um, when he came back from, uh, only because I was reading the article, uh, when, when he actually came back because he won, uh, he actually uh, opened the bar for everyone who was on his flight going back to hey, Dublin. He said that when he, he was interviewed at the yeah, that's Grand right. National. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was he, he, did, he did open the bar for everyone. Really? Uh, free. Or, I mean, it's a 45 <sighs> minute flight so i don't know quite how uh, and i dare say he made sure it was quite understocked when when before it took <laughs> oh, off right. but uh, mm. he did nevertheless open open a free bar uh, you know oh. uh, for it uh, whether he uses his own airline all the time or not i don't know but oh, certainly coming back it. from the national uh, and, and it was out of stanstead yeah. that he that he uh, yeah that he went yeah. Oh, i think it was stanstead anyway anyway wherever it was he he definitely flew where is the national it's ascot isn't it is it ascot uh, no, uh, Aintree. Aintree. Yeah, okay, so that, yeah. where this is going to? I'm going to sound like a right moron here. Whereabouts is Aintree? Uh, near Liverpool. Right, so it probably wasn't Stansted then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it would. No, no, no. where? Where? I don't, I don't know what. Somebody will tell me. This, this is where you miss. We'll Owen, be getting emails now about betting tips for the Grand yeah, Well, National. that's true. That is yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. that is where we bring the commercial news segment to a close. So we're going to hand things over to uh, Nev to introduce the next really awesome part of the show. Yes, well, this is really good, actually, and I've not seen this yet, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing it. Um, we've got a very special military news segment now, which is a great in- interview, which Armando did with Larry, who's the crew chief of the P-51D Mustang, from the commemorative Air Force Dixie Wing, which is based at the museum in uh, of in Peachtree City in Georgia, uh, the website which you can find out more information about is uh, um, uh, dixiewing.org. That's D-I-X-I-E wing.org, and be worth having a look at that. And we'll we'll uh, link to that in the show notes as well. But uh, have a look at this video; absolutely fascinating. Hey guys, uh, as you can see from the video. I'm standing in front of a beautiful airplane, it's a P-51D model, and I'm sitting here with Larry, who is the crew chief for this amazing airplane. It is part of the commemorative Air Force. So Larry, first of all, thank you for taking the time. My pleasure. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the commemorative Air Force. Okay, in 1957, um, actually let me take you back and I'll tell you a little bit about the airplane and I'll get into the CAF portion. Great, okay. Okay, this aircraft was manufactured in 1944, May of 1944. I was born in September 1943, so see we have a a lot in common here. So the airplane was built towards the end of the war, but never was really accepted by the Army Air Corps. So it was actually surplused, even though it was a brand new airplane built for the war. Oh, wow. So uh, since it was surplus, the Canadian Royal Air Force purchased this particular airplane, took it to Canada, kept it up there for several years, and trained their fighter pilots with it. 
Then when they got tired of this and more modern airplanes came out, the jets and that, so they put this aircraft up for sale, and there was two gentlemen from Texas that said, hey, let's go take a look at that Mustang and uh, see if we can purchase it. And they did. They purchased it. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we have a bill of sale, the original bill of sale for this aircraft for like $1,500. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so these two gentlemen actually used this aircraft. This is the first aircraft that they purchased to start the commemorative Air Force. Back then, oh. it was called the Confederate Air Force. So this airplane goes all the way back to the beginning of the Confederate Air Force. Today, we have about 170 uh, World yeah. War II aircraft in the entire fleet of the CAF, and approximately 55 units. We say units, it could be, it's like a squadron. Uh, we're actually considered a wing because we've got more than 300 members, but there are squadrons and wings all over the United States, and I think they total around 50 or 55. Wow. So pretty much an average of one per state. Some have two, some don't have any. Yeah, and I remember growing up as a kid in, in Manassas, Virginia, we used to get the Confederate Air Force that come in, and there was a huge deal when, when, when they came in, usually with the bombers. Now, I think they, they flew the B-29 for a long time, right? Yes, we yeah. have a B-29 stationed in Arizona. It's called Fifi. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we have B-17s, uh, B-25s, uh, a lot of the uh, Navy uh, fighter bombers yeah. type aircraft. Uh, we have an SB-2C, which is a dive bomber that uh, actually the one we have is one of three that are flying. The SB, um, SBD is actually uh, the one like we have. We don't have the SB-2C, but the SBD actually sunk four carriers at the Battle of Midway. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Uh, it's amazing to work around these aircraft and be able to touch and feel them and keep them alive and actually tell the history of uh, these airplanes yeah. and how they played a part in us winning the war. So obviously the aircraft have great histories attached to them. What, what are the members of the Commemorative Air Force? What are some of the backgrounds and how do, how do you get involved with the Commemorative Air Force? Uh, to become a member, uh, we all have to be a member of the headquarters, CAF, and there's a membership fee of $200 to become a member. And then each squadron or each wing has their own annual fees. So with ours, it's like $48 a year mm -hmm. to belong to the uh, Dixie Wing of the CAF and 200 a year for the headquarters part of it. So people say, oh, you're lucky to get to work on this. They say, well, we pay a little <laughs> money to do that, but it, it's, totally it's an honor. It, sure, right? It's an honor to try to educate the young people about you know, the importance of having warbirds like this yeah. and to let them know that uh, winning the war takes more than just, you know, uh, trying to negotiate across the table. Sometimes you have to fight a war yeah. and you need the equipment to do that. And uh, so I think most people would know the commemorative Air Force from air shows, but just by us sitting right now on Eglin Air Force Base, obviously the commemorative Air Force does more than just air shows, right? Yeah, we are fortunate to have a five-year contract with the Air Force to take their test pilot students up for a, each of them get a one-hour experience in uh, this particular aircraft. Uh, it's a little unique from most aircraft. This has a laminar flow wing. It has different stall characteristics than a conventional uh, wing. Uh, we have a lot of torque with this large prop on the front of the airplane so that 
pilots can't just uh, shove right. the throttle all the way forward without having to use some use a little bit of care and get a feel for it. So we let the test pilots experience that. We take them up to, they don't get to take off and land, but uh, we do let them taxi on the ground, get them to experience having to make S-turns because, you, as you see, there's not much straight-ahead visibility yeah. in the Mustang. So they get to experience the uh, S-turns as they're taxiing, and then the uh, instructor pilot gets them up in the air, and once he gets them in the air, he lets them take over, and then he it gives them the um, uh, profile that they need to go through yeah. to experience stalls and steep uh, tight turns and steep climbs and dives, but uh, they get to do that, uh, so we go through two classes a year, 24 per class, mm -hmm. and it's good for them, and it's good for us, and it helps us promote the CAF as well. Well, and that's the perfect example of having to appreciate the past to be able to look forward to the future, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Like. We have um, pilots, of course, we have pilots, we have flight engineers, we have uh, drone pilots. I'm, I'm not sure what the acronym is that they use for uh, those guys, but uh, they come from varying backgrounds, yeah. the test pilot students. But uh, all of them, when they fly in the Mustang, uh, are excited that they got to have that experience. Well, so it makes it fun for us as well. I'll tell you what, speaking of the people, what's, what's your background? What, how did you get involved with airplanes, with yeah. aviation? Now, you said you joined the Air Force. I joined the Air Force in 1962 and uh, went to aircraft maintenance school. And my first assignment out of uh, tech school was McCoy Air Force Base, which if any of you are familiar with it's in Orlando. Uh, Orlando. Right? Yeah. Uh, MCO is the acronym for the base, uh, for the uh, airport, yeah. which used to be McCoy. That's how they came up with the MCO. I it think was an a lot of space. people will probably be surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was stationed there. I was assigned to a T-33. It was a SAC base. We had all B-52s and KC-135s, yeah. but we had uh, one T-33 that was used for uh, pilots to keep their currency up, you know. So we flew uh, three days a week, Monday, <laughs> Wednesday, and Friday from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock, and they got their hours in, and between flights, we'd be polishing up on the T-33. <laughs> so uh, that was my beginning in aviation. Then I was assigned to an F-100 squadron in Misawa, oh, Japan. And I was there for a while and reassigned from Misawa, Japan to Kadena Air Force Base mm -hmm. uh, in Okinawa. And um, there I worked in field maintenance, which is uh, anything... Uh, too extreme to work out on a repair on a flight line. They brought it to the hangar to have maintenance performed. Uh, we had primarily F-105s there, but also worked on F-101s, 102s, um, and different types of yeah. aircraft other than the F-105s. And there's a lot of uh, books that have been recently published about those sort of pioneers. Those were the first days of electrical, electrical, ele electronic warfare, mm -hmm. you know, where the F-100s and the F-105s, the first sort of rudimentary radars and rudimentary defensive systems. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I, I just read a book. I uh, actually can't remember the name of it right now, but... Um, it was amazing to go back and read about those late 60s uh, pilots and ground crews and, and really pioneering the technology that we have today in, in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing. So now how did you personally get involved with the P-51? I live in uh, Sonoya, Georgia, which is 
adjacent to Peachtree City. There's a small airport there that has the Dixie Wing of the CAF, and I thought I'll just go down there and see what they have. And when I walked in the hangar, uh, this was the airplane that caught my eye. Uh, As it would, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I was able to um, start, you know, helping the crew chief with it, and uh, fell in love with the airplane. And and uh, it, it's a labor of love. I enjoyed uh -huh. it. So when he was not able to um, maintain it anymore, then they gave me the reins. But I, I guess I got to go back and tell you that to to be a crew chief, you have to have your A&P license. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I didn't have. So at age 72, and this is for mm -hmm. any young people that's tired of uh, going to school and you think, oh, it's too late for me. <laughs> it's never too late to learn. So at age uh, 72, I got my A&P license. That's great. So that's uh, then once they handed um, the uh, responsibility over to me, I've been maintaining it for about two years now. Yeah. Now, d does this airplane have sort of an agenda for the rest of the year? Will it, will it be going oh, yes. to different air shows? Yes. We, uh, we have a schedule already of the different places that we're going to appear. One that comes to mind is the Charlotte Speedway. Uh, we're going to hook up with two other Mustangs and do a flyover prior to the race, uh, beginning of the race. Oh, that's and, great. And uh, I believe they, they want to do a missing man formation, even though we'll only have three airplanes, but, but they want to uh, pay honor and respect to the fallen soldiers and do a missing man yeah. formation you know, prior to the national anthem. Well, that's great. So that's Charlotte Motor Speedway. We'll be going to Reading, Pennsylvania, the first week of June. Uh, that is the world's uh, largest World War II reenactor uh, venue. Goes on for a whole uh -huh. week. They have thousands and thousands of reenactors there, as well as nothing but World War II type of aircraft. So it's almost like stepping back in time. So if anyone's in the Reading, Pennsylvania, uh, area, uh, it's huh. well worth going to see and spending some time there. Oh, really, that sounds like if you're anywhere on the East Coast, it's worth taking a trip up there. That's isn't right, it? and then of course we always go to Oshkosh, uh, and there are thousands of planes there, not all World War II vintage, but yeah. uh, when we fly in with this uh, last year, we actually had the honor of escorting That's All Brother. That's the. Um, That's a C 47. It's a right? C 47 that actually led the invasion uh, dropping troops over Normandy. Yeah. So we hooked up with that, gave it a fighter escort, and flew in in a two-ship. Uh, the year before, we ate, were able to fly into Oshkosh in a seven-ship formation. Uh, three Mustangs, a Corsair, a P two P-63s, a P-39, and I think that that might be seven. I'm getting goosebumps just at oh, the yeah. idea of the sound of that oh, yeah. coming over the airfield. Yeah, it's, That's it's awesome. They uh, they love it when we come in with the warbirds. Yeah, uh, they they uh, roll out the red carpet for us. Now you said there was a website that people can go to. Yeah. specific to the Dixie Wing. If uh, people are interested in seeing uh, learning more about us, just go to www.dixiewing.org, mm -hmm. and that'll bring up our web page, and it'll bring up information about uh, Red Nose as well as the other airplanes that we have. That's great. Now. We actually always end an interview with one question, and it is, if you could fly or fly in any airplane in the world, past, pre now I'm asking this question to somebody that works on a P-51, <laughs> and you've taken backseat rides in this, oh, right? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, maybe you can tell me about that later. <laughs> but I guess we can include the P-50, any airplane in the world, what, what would you fly or fly in? If I could get a, a ride in SR-71, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love it. 
but you couldn't stand me because if I ever flew an SR-71, of which I know they're not flying anymore, uh, I don't think I would let you stand in the same shadow. <laughs> I would be so cocky. So, so yeah, SR-71 would be pretty exciting. My next after that might be a U-2. Backseat in the U-2 would be great. Well, there you go. That's, that's a... Uh, amazing choice for somebody that has flown in and works on a P-51 Mustang. Oh, yeah. I'm just happy sort of to be standing next to the Mustang, and I did get a chance to sit in it. Uh, what an amazing air, airplane, and it is impeccable. There is not, not a spot on it. it Don't it, look it, too close. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks amazing. It looks like you've, doing, you, you've been doing some great work on it. And, Thank you. Um, I, I definitely appreciate you bringing this to Eglin Air Force Base and, and uh, getting not just the pilot's experience, but you've been doing tours too, so mm -hmm. um, probably to some of the base personnel. So thank you, sir. All right. Um, My thank you for everything you do for this airplane and the commemorative Air Force. My pleasure. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that, Very Armando. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. How good was that? That was a brilliant aircraft. Very pretty. I'm hearing an echo. Oh, oh so am I. Something's going on here. We've got, got a lovely echo. I don't know what's going on. Hang on. Uh, something. Ah. Uh-huh. I, I know what it is. There we go. Let's try that. There we go. That's Sorry better. about that. Yes. <laughs> something I was playing in during, playing with during the break has gone terribly wrong. Anyway. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> um, so, SR-71, he, uh, he said that he would love to have the chance to fly. I think there's a lot of people... Uh, in the kind of military aviation kind of world that would love to fly an SR-71. Now, I picked up on something earlier on this week in the news feeds. For those of you who may have ha uh, heard about a company um, that sells uh, kind of luggage tags, they're called uh, plane tags, you can find them if you Google search them, uh, by a company called Motowar, and they make, um, they make limited edition luggage tags from, oh, right. from famous, some of them are famous aircraft. Okay. Um, I have one at home, uh, a piece of the Gimli glider, which was ah, yeah. uh, the 767 that uh, ran out of fuel and landed on a racetrack uh, many moons ago. Um, but the company, uh, Motor uh, Plane Tags, they're actually now releasing a special limited edition plane tag from an SR-71 oh, wow. Blackbird. So for those of you who are interested in owning a piece of uh, the aircraft, I think this piece actually comes from the stabilizer section of the uh, of the actual SR-71. Mm. Uh, take yourselves over there. They are limited. They, they've made 2,250 of these, which they're selling uh, on their website. So if you want to own a piece of an SR-71, I think Jonathan Warner's probably now going on there. Uh, Tony S is absolutely horrified that they've cut up an SR-71. I think that's just... Oh. Uh, he's not impressed. But that does look very nice. That's a very nice tag. That is a nice tag, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, they do... The guys do a really good job um, of uh, producing these, these tags from uh, parts mm. of aircraft. Um, I know, I know uh, Captain Nick's got a piece of a A340, I think right. it is, that he, he actually had, had, had flown... And uh, he has his very own uh, luggage tag made from part of an aircraft. Which uh, if anybody wants to go to the website, by the way, it is uh, www.dixiewing.org. Or if that doesn't work, then it's definitely Dixie, D-I-X-I-E-W-I-N-G, dixiewing.org is where you'll find that. It's a very nice little website, actually. Yeah, that was a great... In I mean, Armando's, he is... He's 
really doing well with these yes, interview yes. things. Yes, isn't he? he's he's taken like it to a, like a duck to water, isn't I he? I know. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Know. He is. It's like every every yeah. sort of week now. It's a, it's another iconic aircraft. Yeah, he's, um, and uh, uh, Nev, not a not a sign of vertical video anywhere. No, he's doing it properly, and yes. we like that. So, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, got the hang of it very nicely. So, uh, yeah, brilliant. looking forward to some more stuff from him too. Yeah, definitely. So we are going to start to wrap up the show, but uh, I thought we'd, as we've got Myla here in the PTUK studios, we'd have a quick catch-up with what you've been uh, up to and if you've had any uh, interesting flights lately in, have I uh, had in the ATP. any interesting flights? Uh, well... Uh, I met our CEO the other day in Oslo. Oh, that well, was that's brilliant. Scary. We had dinner together. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, you, had, you had dinner with the CEO of your air, of your airline. You, you didn't throw any food over him, did you? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That, but that was really nice. Um, I was supposed to be on standby in Oslo, and I got to fly quite a bit, which was also very good. An added bonus, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, lots of de-icing going on. Or? No, it wasn't. It was just above freezing level. Oh, okay. So we were lucky, but there was a lot of snow still on the ground. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Tony's actually asking in the chat room here, what uh, w uh, uh, of all the destinations you fly to, which one's your favourite? Obviously, other than the UK. Other than the UK. <laughs> oh, that is hard. I like Guernsey, um, Ooh, just nice. because it's we have a day stop there, and that's very nice. Um, but I also like flying up to Tromso during the night when mm. when there was Northern Lights and a lot of stars, and that was very pretty. Have you seen the Northern Lights from I your have, actually, really? twice. From, yeah. Oh, wow. Yes, I've flown to Tromsø twice, and both times I saw the Northern Lights. So. Oh, my. Oh, that is so that good. I very, very lucky. Ro Robbie Allen is asking, what's the hardest part of your job? What is the hardest part? Not having any passengers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best part <laughs> of your job, isn't it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't figured that one out yet. No, it's it's a work in progress. Yes. Yeah. There, there must be something, I guess. But uh, well, the two breakfasts is very hard. I, I'm sorry, what? The two breakfasts. Okay, you some, need to explain that. At some that. routes, we get up at four a.m. Yes. And we have breakfast. Okay. And then we fly. We land at seven. We get to the hotel. And we have breakfast again. Oh, okay. So oh. there you go. <laughs> Captain Al will be very, very proud of you. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Warner has got a question for you, Myla. He says, uh, is most of your flying at night? It is. It is usually planned uh, evenings to, like, yeah, early evenings, 7, 8, 9 o'clock. Um, and then in the mornings, 4, 5 o'clock-ish. And sometimes you have flights that are midnight to 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Yeah, so it is. It is all of it, um, night flying. But if if you have a stopover, that gives you enough time to uh, sleep, eat, and then enjoy wherever it is you're staying. Mm. So what's what's the bit. longest flight that you've you've done in the ATP? Uh, I've done a single trip from Oslo to Marseille, which was four hours. Yeah. So that was pretty long, and then a Kaunas, which was there and back, and that was three hours each. <laughs> Way. Oh. Nev, so. there's a couple more uh, questions in the chat room. Oh, there are, yes. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't seem to uh, access that at this very moment. Oh, I can now. Oh, oh, right. Um, there you um, go. I was trying to include you, Nev. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. I was just wondering why my uh, browser had sh shut itself off. Oh, um, 
quick question from uh, Andy Furlong for you, um, Myla. Have you used a selfie stick out of the cockpit window? <laughs> I do not own a selfie Very stick. Good. That so is a there you go. <laughs> yeah. okay. I like it. Uh, what's your favourite song on karaoke? Tony is asking. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, my guilty pleasure is Disney songs. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh wow. So okay. I will sing that in both in English and Dutch. Very, oh, so right. next time you're in, El- in Oslo, you'll be singing, let it snow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Have I ever had any sticky situations flying? Ooh. Well, I, I've, I haven't been flying much. I think what I think what VC10 Ron, Ron means is is how technically challenging is the ATP to it, fly it is a very nice airplane I've had to do two go-arounds which were weather related crosswind related um, and that was a very good thing to do um, from a training perspective I guess and uh, we had one electrical failure once and oh. returned to the airfield so that was it uh, Pip's asking Basically. where's your phone he can't help himself can he honestly Uh, now now some people might notice because he keeps fuzzing in and out but uh, it's 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 uh, the very first visit to the studio by uh, by none other than uh, let's do it on uh, this camera here let's uh, let's do this Uh, Uh, there you go go, look there you go hello there we go there we go uh, hey, uh, it's it's auto done the audio there. Sorry about that. There we go. So this is uh, this is Charles. Now, now people who watch the show regularly, Carlos behave honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is actually Charles the bear. Now he does literally go with you everywhere. Doesn't he, he goes he goes with me everywhere, <laughs> and wherever I go, I take a picture, and it's going to be a collection of pictures of Charles's travels. So there you go. <laughs> well, there Look forward to that later this year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's going to have his own Instagram account at this rate. Uh, well, isn't he? well, not yeah. an Instagram account, but there you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh, Poppy's got her own Facebook profile. I mean, yes, you she know. does. Yes, he's not actually joking. No. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't talk, but uh, I, Alfie might y- used to have one as well before I deleted my Facebook. So <laughs> never mind. So what? Uh, what's the plans for next week, Marley? You've got any uh, good flights to go on? Yeah, I'm going to the islands. So that's Guernsey, Isle of Man. I'm flying to Inverness and back. And um, yeah. What's it like flying into the Isle of Man? I think it's a challenging airport to to get uh, into. So far, I haven't had any problems. It's no? been quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With yeah. the winds and stuff. Cause it well, can be yes, it was quite windy the other day, but yeah, it, it, it's been all right. I've I've been lucky weather-wise and winter-wise and storm-wise, so fingers crossed it will stay that way. Wow. Well, so are you uh, looking to get into the left seat? Well, well not for another three years, but okay. eventually maybe, yes. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It's very. I still. I still can't believe it. You know, it's just the coolest thing. Like, I, I mean, know. all. I mean, we're so lucky that we've made so many friends oh. um, doing this, who are all pilots and things. I know. And I, it's the whole. The whole. You know, science and logic behind this flying thing still melts my mind. Not as much as helicopter pilots. That that mm. doesn't make sense to me. They're, they're mm. but you know, as I say, they're yeah. made in Hogwarts, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. So it's well, as I say, and we look forward to to regular updates on on how you're getting on. Talking about the left seat, one of my friends who is actually in the left seat is in the chat room right now. Oh, so, hello, and oh. thank you for Ooh. being there. Okay, are you going to give give him a, give him a name check? It is, and it's a uh, Robbie Allen. So ah, hello Robbie. Hello Robbie. Hey, Robbie. Ah. 
Very good. Yeah. So you'll, you'll move to that left seat even quicker now because you know you're you're famous. <laughs> yeah. No. You, usually appearances on here are a hindrance to one's career rather than, <laughs> rather than actually uh, doing very well. I mean, Ned's career has been going pretty much downhill ever since he joined. Really. <laughs> Oh, yes, it has. And it's not surprising. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Well, we're going to yeah. sort of start to wrap up that. Never, yes. have you got anything exciting on this week? Well, um, let me have a think. Uh, nothing particularly major. Oh, we're doing some filming, actually, Ooh. on Monday at the University of Hertfordshire. So oh, not very far from here. Is that a secret uh, project, or are we allowed to ask what that's uh, all no, about? No, no, no. It's, uh, we're, I'm doing it for my the company I work for, so that'll be quite good. Um, just as I think about it, don't forget on Sunday, May oh, yes. the 12th, What's happening? we are going to be at Duxford uh, for a bit of a APG PTUK Plane Safety pod- Podcast. Absolutely. Uh, so I hope the weather's nice. We'll, be, uh, we'll have the, the film crew there and we will. we'll yeah. all be there and um, looking forward to seeing as, as many people as coming on. It's, it's a regular Duxford day, yep. isn't it? Not, not a special yeah. no, event. No, 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 it's just a regular Duxford day. Uh, one as of long th- as the stream man is there, then we'll be good. Indeed. And one of the things that uh, Pip was actually saying, because obviously Pip's very much involved in the organisation of this as well, he's saying if anybody does actually, uh, you know, if, if you could get in touch and let us know that you're definitely coming, what we can try and organise is a group ticket, which actually makes entry to Duxford a lot cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. So if you could, if you are planning to come on the day, do please uh, email us, podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Or you can get in touch with Pip. Um, James Honor is asking, what date was that? Uh, now, Nev is very good at stuff like that. So <laughs> That's Sunday, May the 12th. May, May the 12th. Sunday, May the, uh, not the Saturday, which is what I said in last week's show. So it's Sunday, May the 12th, as I say. And if you are able to make it, uh, if you perhaps email us, as I say, we can try and organise a group ticket, which will uh, hope to will you know help to make it a bit cheaper for everyone. I know it's not a massive saving, but you know a couple of couple of three quid is frankly a pipe is, is frankly a pint in the plough in afterwards, isn't it? Let's be honest. So uh, <laughs> yeah. so mm. let's uh, let's do that. Podcast at Plain Talking UK. Dot com yeah. or uh, if you're more comfortable doing so then you can contact Pip directly I'm sure he'll be able to uh, do that if you take yourself to his website he'll be able to uh, to sort of t- uh, take details as well so don't forget you can find us on Facebook find us on Twitter and also uh, you can find us uh, on Instagram as well mm-hmm. we try and keep up to date with all the social medias but if you are going to come and meet with us on the 12th of May it'd be great if you could drop us a line via the website or the email address yeah. and uh, yeah let us know you're coming so we can uh, kind of put a put a guest list together as yeah, such absolutely. kind of thing yeah, yeah. And yeah. Say nice. we can hopefully try and make entry to ducks for a little bit cheaper so uh, yeah I do absolutely what are you up to this week <gasps> what am i doing this week um, um hopefully i shall be based in my newly built office within my warehouse. Oh, do you have an this office? Week. Yes, yes. <laughs> if the weather's nice, I'll be, I shall be sitting outside watching the general aviation fly over oh, course, and, yeah. uh, and, and aircraft. Because I've got my, my boss, Stuart... He's um, he's I'm turning in uh, turning into an av geek now. Are you very yeah. good? Okay. Yeah. And he's, he's also <laughs> on behalf of all listeners <laughs> everywhere, Stuart. I'm very sorry. Uh, <laughs> and, he's he's actually st- he's he's tr- he's starting to watch the show as well. Oh, yeah. blimey! I bet behave yourself. Uh, mm. And uh, yeah, my <laughs> my lawyer, what are you up to? Where are you off to? Where, where, where's your next destination? My next destination. I, I can't. I don't memorise my schedule. What? Because it changes. Carlos does. He, he knows but where virtually all of our 
Second, my next trip is actually to Aberdeen. So oh, there you oh, go. Very nice. East Midlands to Aberdeen. How very nice. Yep. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's Easter holidays for me. Um, so not really a lot uh, driving wise going on. I've got a couple of trips lined up, but uh, uh, working tomorrow and stuff. But uh, yeah, so very quiet for me this week. I should be making sure that my trusty steed is shiny and gleaming. I washed my vehicle. Did this you? Afternoon. Right. Yes. Yeah, so it's a very hectic week for me. I've got to uh, to get that all ready for, uh, for for when the kids go back. Because so, it's Easter next week. Oh, blimey, it is, Easter isn't it? Fr- yeah, good Friday and... and oh, we and get Friday and Monday we off. We get Friday and Monday off. There we are. Car- oh, it's May Carlos's day, isn't it? Do you, do you get the bank holidays off, Nev? Yes, we do, yeah. Looking, Looking forward to that very much. much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice, uh, Definitely. And long weekend. Yeah. On the note of next week's show, we do have a guest uh, coming on the show next week. He's not been on for a while. But he has got some rather interesting stories yes, to tell us absolutely. in regards to the Dreamliner. So Indeed. So to if that. you've got your mm. questions for Brian Coleman, do send them in to us on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Any questions you've got for Brian, then do. Yeah. Obviously, Pingsy, he is the, well, it's certainly when it comes to United, he is the expert. He is the <laughs> expert. Yeah, <laughs> Brian has been sampling the, the delights of the Polaris and all the various kind of um, mm. upgrades and suites that United have on offer on the oh, Dash goodness. 9 and Dash 10. Dreamliner, yeah. so uh, be good to speak to Brian. Have him on the show next week. Indeed, yes. Uh, so that's it. That's where we bring the show to a close. Thanks very much for joining us. As always, it's www.plaintalkinguk.com is the website podcast. At plaintalkinguk is dot com is the email address. It's uh, Facebook uh, and Twitter. Search all social media, uh, Instagram, the lot. It's at plaintalkinguk is our handle. Well, that's it then. We're going to say a big thanks to everyone who has joined us this evening in the YouTube chat room. Big and, thanks to and everyone. And I think for once, seeing Thank as Nev has made it to the end of the show this week, which I'm very <laughs> pleased about, uh, I think we should leave the final word. Round of applause to Nev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well done. The, the final very word, fun. I think, on today's show should come from Nev. Nev. Well, that's very kind. And uh, yes, the cold has finally gone just about, so I'm very pleased about that. But uh, in the meantime, thank you very much for joining us this week and look forward to seeing everybody at the same time next week. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.